This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work. If you're a business owner or executive level leader looking to advance God's kingdom at work, sign up for one of their 2019 workshops at www.kingdomatwork.com slash events. Kingdomatwork.com slash events. Welcome to Our Work for Him this afternoon as we broadcast to you from Rogers, Arkansas. That's right, we're so excited to be here on behalf of Work Matters, a ministry I want you to check out online, workmatters.org, workmatters.org. But before we get to our guest this morning, really want to make sure that we talk with you about how you can engage with us online. That's right, Jim. So we um, have all the normal social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, um, we're on LinkedIn. Um, if that's something that really, you know, people use to connect and stuff, it's a great place to connect with us because um, over the course of time, we have linked to a lot of people across the country that are just either living out their faith, sharing, um, you know, discipleship tools with people in their workplace. So um, it's a great way to connect with other people. So I would really encourage people to find us on LinkedIn and connect with us. That's right. We'd love to do that. Also, would love to encourage you to join the I Work Ram Nation. Go out to I iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. And click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. We would love for you to live with intentionality every day in your workplace by praying along, praying for the people that you work alongside by name each and every day, looking for ways to serve them over and above what your job requires you to do, looking for ways to befriend them outside of the workplace, to build relationship and give you an opportunity to truly share why your life has been transformed. Mm-hmm. Look for ways to pray with people when you notice you're having a rough day. But Christ followers in their workplace and members of the I Work Rim Nation be, should be defined by excellence in their workplace. Christ followers in their workplace should be the number one, the best employees in any business. Go to iWorkForHim.com. Click on the I Work for Him Nation flag. All right, like I said at the beginning of the show, we're here because of Work Matters. And, you know, I think it's important that we just celebrate Work Matters. Work does matter to God, and Work Matters, the ministry, has several different ways of engaging with you. They've got a couple days a week, they send out a really engaging email, and a lot of times with a short little video clip. They've got the Work Matters Institute. They've got Work Matters Bible Studies, and we're here in Rogers, Arkansas, because of the Work Matters Conference that happens once a year in Rogers, Arkansas, and tomorrow we're going to be with a whole bunch of people. And uh, you're, by the time you hear this, it'll be already passed, but we're really excited because there's another one coming up next year. Workmatters.org, workmatters.org. All right, the first off, in the first half of today's show, we're talking with Chris Thornton. He's from Arvest Bank right here in the, it's the Tri-City area of Fayetteville, Bentonville, Rogers, Arkansas. Chris Thornton, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. All right, so Chris, we always do this with every first-time guest on the show. How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Uh, back uh, many years ago when I was in high school, I uh, grew up in church. My parents uh, had, had me in church, uh, so did the youth group, uh, knew, you know, I was, grew up in Lutheran church, so had my catechism, had my uh, confirmation, mm-hmm. and uh, always connected, but um, I'd say wasn't really serious, knew about God, didn't know. And then in high school, uh, just through some instances realizing, you know, that there's more to life. I was missing some things, went to invite to a Bible study uh, called uh, campus from the high school ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ mm-hmm. called Student Venture. And uh, sitting there in a room full of uh, my peers, uh, he started talking about uh, taking on uh, uh, you know, putting your yoke upon God and the burdens that you have. And uh, I felt like he was talking to just me. And he talked, first time I'd ever heard about putting your trust in Christ. And as a high school junior, uh, I said, 
yes, and I had no idea what that meant, but I walked out of there uh, telling them I have I, I, I trusted God, but I don't know what that looks like, and then that began kind of my journey. So, very very growing cool. up in church, but again, you know know of God. I could recite scripture and mm-hmm. knew all the catechism that we went through, but didn't know didn't know God personally, and. That began the journey then as a high school junior. So tell us where you work. What's the name of the company you work for? I work for Arvest Bank. Uh, it's a local bank here in, uh, in in Arvest. We're in four states, but I work for our market in Springdale. Nice. And talk to us about what you do for Arvest Bank. Uh, I, I help manage our lending teams uh, in the Springdale market uh, just for us in Springdale. That's consumer uh, uh commercial mortgage and private banking so i basically oversee i've got managers for each of those uh, departments and i work with them to take care of our customers and uh, hopefully make more loans uh, this year than we did last year (laughs) (laughs) that's always a good that's right that's right that's awesome so what point in time did you realize that your work mattered to god you know, probably uh, being a, a new out without a college for a few years, had a, a wife, gonna, about to start a family, and felt uh, two times in my life that maybe I was supposed to go into the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, first time went down that path. Uh, started to my wife and I are talking about it, uh, looking at, at seminaries, and uh, but just felt after praying that that for some reason that wasn't the time. Mm-hmm. And then got into begin work at the bank uh, from another job as a as a career, and as I was in the bank. I liked it. Uh, but I, again, kind of came up again in our lives that maybe seminary was something I was supposed to do. And at the time, a, a pastor at our church, uh, uh, and, and a couple other business leaders that were older, as I've talked to them about, I really want to make an impact. And they were the first to say, but do you think, can't you think of the impact you can have, you know, uh, out in the community, a pastor. And there was a pastor who said, I see people once a week, maybe twice a week on a mm-hmm. Wednesday. Uh, you're talking to customers and teammates that you work with five days a week, six days a week. And I thought, well, that's an interesting point of view. And mm-hmm. can you be a missionary? Can you be a, uh, you know, how's that work on, in, in my work spot? And so we prayed about it. And my wife and I both said, yeah, I'm not supposed to go to seminary. I, let's, I'm supposed to be in the workforce. And I don't know what, again, I don't know what that looks like. I think that's a theme in my life of taking a step. I don't know what that looks like, but let's go down the road. And so that's when then those started to see opportunities where I could share who I was and uh, getting more responsibilities. And how did you get to where you are? Well, here's who I am. And Mm -hmm. began to share more and more. And so that that's how I kind of started realizing there is something to this and what I'm doing is making an impact and maybe in small ways. And so. So you really had a blessing of a pastor and some people that you really respected that spoke that into you. And um, so I don't know, that is very unique. Um, So you're very blessed in that. And that's really the hope of this platform of I Work For Him is for more people to hear stories like that and say, what I do every day in my nine to five can be a mission field. So aren't you encouraged by that, Jim? That's fantastic. I love that we got to get your pastor on this show. (laughs) There you go. So how did you get connected to the ministry of Work Matters? Uh, interesting, the church that my wife and I attend, our family, Central United Methodist in Fayetteville, is uh, Work Matters started as a ministry out of our church. That pastor that mm. encouraged me, Tom Fraze, uh, came from the workforce uh, world before he became a, a pastor, and he had a heart for, for people in the pew like myself who were, he, he'd been there working the, the 9 to 5, working the 8 to 5, uh, and uh, how does he bridge his faith? And so when Work Matters started, uh, it was at a great time where I was moving up in my career as a uh, a young father, young husband, and say, uh, this is something I can get connected with to help me be uh, uh, kind of bridge that gap. And so when he started the first event they had, I signed up and was a, an attendant. I went to small groups with other people. I, 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 I 
volunteered. And so I kind of got started from the very beginning of when Work Matters really started. And it's kind of moved out of as a ministry of our church into its own entity because it's done such a great job. But I was kind of there at the beginning. So that's pretty exciting. It is. So you've been to Work Matters conferences in the past. Yes, sir. You All bet. Right. So. You know, it's usually not easy to justify time away to a conference, and there's so many leadership conferences to choose from. Talk to me about the value of attending a Work Matters conference. You know, it, one thing that uh, I, I learned from uh, some managers when I first started was to always be growing and learning and, and be a leader. So I've always been a, a reader of, of books, and, you know, there's always uh, great ones that come out. People have uh, – I've read them and, and take something out of it. The, the Work Matters, when it came, so, you know – the bridge that gap where it's leadership and you're learning how to be a better manager and that from a scripture basis that uh, that's what really attracted me I, i'm still growing and learning and getting some resources and talking about how to be a better leader for my team which they you know the bank and people we need but then also it's not just from uh the worldly view but then how do you do that from a scripture because i uh, my faith does drive what i do i try to to let it do that so from work matters i kind of get the best of both worlds for me and i can bring people and i've invited people because of a speaker that they have that may not be from a faith perspective don't hide anything i tell them what it is but they then get to see you know i'm able to bring people into the conference who may not really get the faith part but at least they're getting hearing that while they're hey i wanted to hear that speaker as well so for me i think it's doubly a, a good from I get leadership, but I also get it from uh, the scripture basis of why we're a leader uh, because of what God says in, in his word for us as believers and how that translates to the workplace. When we come back, I want to ask you that question. Okay, last year's conference, what was the biggest impact? Who, What speaker spoke into you and what resonated and resounded in your mind? All right, we're talking all about Work Matters today. It's a ministry out of Rogers, Arkansas, which is where we are today. Workmatters.org, workmatters.org. Martha, we're in Rogers, Arkansas. The first time we've been in Arkansas together... Yes. Never been to Arkansas before. Uh, I've been as a ten-year-old. Last time I was in Arkansas, so it's been uh, just a couple of years. But it's just beautiful around here. It is, and you know we have found that the people are very, very friendly, and you have a very unique culture here in this area that I think a lot of people around the country don't have any concept of what it can be like when you have an area that has some major players have their home offices here, and all that goes into supporting, especially because so many of them are consumer or retail based. Um, and this area has a big effect on our country. And so it's really exciting to see that we're getting to interview people that are in those um, workplaces, having influence and loving the Lord all at the same time, don't you think, Jim? Yeah, we learned earlier this morning that because of Walmart's presence here in uh, this area, there's 25 other 2,500 other companies that have presences here because of their relationship with right. walmart and then jb hunt transportation company is huge here tyson chicken is huge here and and of course we're you know we haven't even plugged we're on location at the harvest group right here we in are. rogers arkansas i apologize steve blair when you're listening to this don't get mad at me <laughs> we do thank you for letting us use your conference room and again all of this made possible by partnership with work matters yes. all right we're talking with chris thornton he is a lender he's in charge of the lenders at Arvest bank in springdale you said yes sir all right so Last year at the conference, which speaker spoke about what that impacted you the most? Um, you know, probably the biggest one uh, that really impacted me last year with the theme of courageous was Donnie Smith, former mm. CEO of Tyson, talking about, uh, you know, Jesus' call for us to love others. Well, 
we all know that. Sure. How in the world does that relate at work? And so it uh, just really in, intrigued me. I, I took a bunch of notes and uh, you start kind of thinking about it. And uh, I just, that was an interesting concept. We, I know we, I love my family and we, we, you know, there, we talk about what we love a lot. Um, but, you know, do we love our work? Do we love our team? Mm-hmm. sometimes you know <laughs> we, we've had that and, and and work matters had at the time has a bible study uh that that's on that theme that, that i think that they put out on what does it mean to love at work and and follow jesus's command to love and so uh, out of that we came uh, i took that and to, to learn more got some people at work and we're going through that study now of what does that really mean uh to love i just not i not, never thought of that. That was an, right. a, an interesting concept that we don't apply that uh, to the workplace. We apply it to almost every other part of our lives, what Jesus said to love others. But how does that work at work with customers, with teammates? So that well, really you, stuck out to me. You know, and culture has really kind of damaged the word love. For sure. And so we really, in our heads, have been kind of told to separate that and to not. But yet that's so not scriptural. So let's go back and revisit that. You're actually doing a Bible study at work. Yes. Tell us about that. We, uh, from the conference, uh, when we heard about it, uh, a couple of my uh, my boss and my peer on the, the retail deposit side uh, really liked that. We bought one of the books, and uh, I kind of flipped through it. And I had always wanted to, to lead one and be involved. Mm-hmm. I'd been in some small groups, not at my work with other people uh, from Work Matters that we had some of their resources, and we'd meet off-site and at lunch. And so I, I said, I'd really like to do this. Of course, you know, everybody will then you lead it, you know, yeah. which is uh, when you speak <laughs> up, I'm sure you, know, if you want it to happen. And so uh, we did, and we put it out to our uh, senior management team and uh, about eight of us, you know, trying to find all of us at one time that could meet. Uh, not everybody's able to do it, but eight of us uh, have meet uh, once a month and go through it. And I picked that one because we had it, and it's been a great study just to say everybody who, who heard was like, well, I never thought of that as well. So we're just walking through what that means to love in the Excellent. workplace. Excellent. So if we were to pull, how many people do you have reporting to you then within the bank? Um, within the bank, I've probably got 25, 30. Okay, so 25 or 30 people. So if we were to go back and pull your 25 or 30 people and say, okay, Chris Thornton went to Work Matters Conference last year. He learned that he's supposed to love you more. How <laughs> has what Chris learned last year impacted you as an employee? Uh, wow. Um how has what I, I think that I'm hope hopeful that people would real you know that my team would say uh, it comes back uh, listening uh, caring I'm, I'm making sure uh, one of the things we've learned through this is you know being aware of what the team's doing and what's going on uh, it being, you can get really busy at work and and get some tunnel vision I do it as well yeah. but uh, from that as we've tried to implement of uh, you know he really cares about what's going on outside of uh, of that so uh, outside of just on on work so i get a lot of comments on on things that he cares he's kind uh you know he worries about what we're doing puts our needs above uh you know his i want to make sure that the team's being encouraged that they have the resources uh, that they need to be successful so um, i think from that has been i come back of okay how can i you know i'm looking to what you need not just how can you help me meet my right. goals because so will. many so many places of work people suck everything out of them For sure. and forget to give back For sure. so jim we are on location in rogers arkansas we are actually at the harvest group office in um 
Rogers, and we are here for the Work Matters Conference that is happening. And so Chris Thornton, who is um, an executive at Arvest Bank, has just been sharing with us about your connection to Work Matters and also just living it out in your work, what that looks like, because um, we really hope that our, our listeners just gain a little bit of insight into how their work matters. And we love the just what workmatters.org is doing across this country to influence people to understand and this whole idea of them having developed Bible studies that can then take place in the in the work environment during a lunch or before or whatever and um, whatever works for the people that right. are interested because every every industry is going to have a different way of being able to do that you but bet. um to hear somebody actually living that out and doing the Bible studies and learning how to apply love in the workplace in a way that can really um, encourage other people. I just, I love talking about that with our listeners. So I hope that they um, check out the website, workmatters.org, and learn about the resources for themselves. All right, Chris Thornton, going back to that conversation, 25 to 30 people that work and report to you, I asked you that question, okay, what what are they going to say? Have they Mm -hmm. noticed a difference in Chris Thornton in the last year since last year's conference? Do you, how do you engage, you know, one of the things we encourage people to do is to, I mean, it's relationship. It's all about relationship. That's how we get an opportunity to share our faith. How do you engage with your employees outside of the office? Um, you know, at the bank, we try to take times where we, uh, we um, at, at Springdale, and I think all of, all of our different markets in Arvest do this, we have family nights. We'll have things where we invite for free to the Naturals Ballpark, or uh, we've got one coming up, Farmland Adventure, where the, they can bring their spouses and their kids, and we're doing a corn maze, and we just take care of it, and we get outside of work and go uh, just hang out together. I think that's a big one for the position that I'm in. Sometimes people think, I'm sorry, you know, I get questions. I don't mean to bother you, and they think they can't come to me because of my title or, or what my hmm. role is. And so we try to break those down by saying, hey, yeah, I'm going to be at the game too, and, and let's just hang out and watch baseball or let me watch your kids, the younger kids, because mine are older, you know, at Farmland Adventures. It might be fun. To, right. And you just kind of connect outside that shows that, that care. I'm not, you know, that's not something that's beneath me as my title or role, and I want to make sure that I'm not any better uh, than any of my teammates uh, because I happen to have a title or have worked my way up to, to where I am today. I want them to know we're all in this together, and I think that's a big part. We do a lot of after-hours things engaging. Uh, after-hours is hard because we spend a lot of time at work, and so yeah. we want to have a lot of fun, but uh, we want people to go home and take care and, and spend right. time with their families because that's important, but we do do those volunteer activities. Uh, we make sure I'm, I'll volunteer for a community event event uh, along with our tellers or someone that opens a new account or my lenders and uh, we, we stand side by side serving food or working in the schools or whatever it may be. That's another way that uh, we kind of reach out and go, hey, let's go serve the community together. You and me, doesn't matter what our titles are, we're representing the bank. So. Talk to us about, talk to the listeners that are considering coming to the next Work Matters Conference, considering getting involved or, or signing up for daily or the, the devotionals twice a week from Work Matters. Why Why do you think they should? I think, uh, you know, if you're, you're like me, me and you're, you're a believer and it, you, your work's important to you, one, it's important, it pays our bills, it takes care of our families. But also it can have an impact where no matter, you know, John Maxwell uh, says no matter your leadership's not a title, it's influence. And you can be an influencer wherever you are. It's been a big encouragement that wherever, whatever level you're at uh, is you get those resources to how then can I be a good leader? And if my motivation is my faith, those resources will bridge that together. 
you come to an event, there's always one speaker or two that I really get more out of than mm-hmm. others. And then at the table, somebody will say, well, yeah, that one was good, but I like somebody else. So um, I think going to those resources will let you, if your motivation is I want to live out my faith and I want to be good at my job, those things will help you do those uh, together and they're not independent of each other. So last question before we run out of time, how is Arvest Bank better because you are living off, living out your faith in your work? Um, my hope, uh, that, uh, by li- what I try to do, come to work each day is that we, I'm an encourager, uh, that people can see and my team will see that, uh, um, I'm putting the needs of them and our customers mm-hmm. ahead and that we can, uh, kind of move forward to take care of our customers, take care of each other. And so, um, I think that they, they'll see that as a benefit that we're better because Chris comes to work each day showing us the best he can. Wow. Mm. I love that. Chris Thornton with Arvest Bank. Thanks so much for being an I work for him today. You bet. Thank you for having me. It's been great. I really appreciate the plugs you gave for Work Matters too. I'm excited to see you tomorrow at the Work Matters conference. Check out Work Matters online, workmatters.org, workmatters.org. Really want you guys to get engaged with this ministry. It's just a phenomenal place to get involved. It, It can minister to you, whether you're at the top of the organization to the bottom of the organization, workmatters.org. Martha, this has just been a great time in Rogers, Arkansas, hasn't it? Yes, and I will just tell you that the people are so kind. There is um, great food on every corner, I think, and uh, um, it's just been a great experience. And we've met some amazing people that are really getting the opportunity to live out their faith in their work, and they all have very different workplaces. So it's been a great opportunity. That's right. Even lunch, Tacos for Life, a ministry where every meal you buy, you actually supply a meal to somebody in a developing nation. Yes. I love that. Tacos for Life. Check them out online, Tacos for Life. That's the number four. All right. As we've been doing, we've been promoting just Work Matters as an organization. We'd love for you to interact with them. No matter where you're at in your organizational, in the organizational chart, Work Matters has something for you. They've got their twice a week devotional that also has a video attached to it. They've got their Work Matters Institute. They've got their Work Matters Bible studies, or as they call them, the Work Matters studies. And then once a year, they have a Work Matters conference, which is why we're here in Rogers, Arkansas, and there'll be one again next year. So we want you to check them out, all things Work Matters, online at workmatters.org. All right, second half of the show, we've got Mark Scabarosi. He is here with from Central States Manufacturing, and we're going to hear his story of his connection to Work Matters. Mark, welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks, guys. Appreciate being here. We're excited to hear your story. Why don't you tell us first that we ask this question of every new guest. Uh-huh. How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Wow. Okay. Um, so um, we're on the clock back to childhood. Obviously, I'm born and raised Catholic, of all things. Um, you know, went to Catholic school and grade school. Um, was called to priesthood or what I thought would be priesthood um, in the high school range, about 15, 16 years old, um, you know, really thought a lot about it, um, had a great relationship with the priest at the time, and um, uh, and um, felt that calling and felt a strong pull towards that. So there's a lot of consideration, a lot of conversations going on to it. Um, ultimately decided that, um, you know, I could maintain my life with Christ and with God. Um, in the professional market, so that's the path that I chose. Yeah, who who told you that though? I mean, that's an unusual thought pattern. How old were you when you had that thought? Uh, um, it was definitely wise counsel outside of me for sure. Um, okay, you know, a lot of mentors, you know, my parents included, and that obviously had a big influence at that age. Um, you know, uh, 
you know, even talking openly with the uh, with the priest and everyone um, within the um, the Catholic Church as well, uh, talking about that process and what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a deacon at the time, Kyle, um, so he was kind of in that path. You know, I would say ten years ahead of where I was at at that time. Um, so I got some pretty good perspectives on you know what would what would happen if I were to take that path. But that's fantastic. So you were how old when somebody actually said, "Hey, you don't you're not necessarily being called to the priesthood." You could actually do that out in the marketplace, in the work, in, in whatever your workplace is. How old were you when you were having that conversation? About fifteen, sixteen. That's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. What, do you realize what a gift that was from God that you never ever lived that work and faith separation? Yeah, and the the crazy part was is the timing was perfect, right? It definitely wasn't too early, actually, um, because those next two years after I decided was all preparation for the professional trajectory, right? Pre- preparation for mm-hmm. college getting my life ready for that trajectory. Right. Um, you know, and actually, um, as it comes, I told you guys earlier before we got on the air, um, you know, I married my high school sweetheart. So a few months after I finally made that decision, Casey, my wife, comes into and comes to my life, and we start dating at that time. Uh, and then the rest is history. I haven't broken up ever since. Got married, three kids. Um, amazing life after that. Two girls and a boy. Two girls and, and the a boy. the boy's only seven weeks old. Seven weeks old, yes. Wow, that's fantastic. One day he'll be able to listen to this and go, hey, Dad, how come you didn't give me a shout-out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you better right now then. Hey, I'll go ahead and go in order. Yes. Oldest to youngest. How's that sound? So, Mila Blake, uh, oldest daughter, um, you know, obviously near and dear to the heart. Um, our middle child, um, Piper James. Um, she's a perfect middle child, huge personality, very loud, so uh, great. <laughs> and then uh, Bowden Jack, our, our boy. So, we definitely had that um, in the back of our mind. We never f- found out the gender mm-hmm. until the, the kids were born. So, Bowden being a boy. You like that, you like that surprise, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, obviously, they're. Um, uh, my wife, you know, kind of the uh, the rock and the foundation of our um, our family. She's um, she's a stay at home mom, uh, passionate about that, um, and uh, sh- she's loved every single minute of it. Obviously, she's going through the struggles of adapting from two kids to three kids. So, uh, uh, Casey, if you're listening out there, I love you <laughs> and I appreciate you, and um, uh, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, so, that's great. We can be done now. Yes, that was yeah, so nice. That was sweet. That was sweet. <laughs> yeah, too bad Casey's not here with the kids. All right. So, where do you work today? Uh, I work at uh, Central States Manufacturing. Uh, we're a 100% employee-owned um, metal, metal building component manufacturer based out of Lowell, Arkansas. So an ESOP kind of a plan? ESOP, yes, sir. Okay. All yes, right. Sir. Very cool. And located out of where? Bentonville, is that what you said? Lowell, Arkansas. Lowell, Arkansas, mm-hmm. which is where from where we're sitting today? Uh, just south of us, uh, right between Springdale and Bentonville and Rogers, kind of where they meet. Lowell's kind of a small little hub in between. Okay. Very and good. you're making metal buildings, you said? Metal building components, that's metal correct. Building metal building Metal siding, um, some substructural metal steel as well. Wow. Ship all over the country? Ship all over the country. Um, if you divide the United States into thirds, um, we pretty much own the middle third and the eastern third. So are you a wholesaler or a retailer? Uh, we are an OEM that we sell to distributors. Got it. And then distributors sell to contractors who sell to consumers. So what do you do for Central States Manufacturing? I am, um, as a title, it's a uh, general manager of manufacturing or general manager of operations. So I'm in charge of essentially the four walls within the plant. Uh, so the Lowell plant is the, the original plant. Um, we have nine locations nationwide, and Lowell produces about 42 to 45% of the company's overall volume. Wow. We ship all the way to Colorado, all the way down to Louisiana, and all the states in between. Hmm. All right, so we're here because of Work Matters. Mm-hmm. Work Matters, the, the organization, find them online, workmatters.org. What is your connection? How did you get connected to Work Matters? Wow. Um, it's a it's a tangled web for sure. Good. Um, so my, <laughs> out for us. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, so my, uh, my personal connection to Work Matters, we'll start there, okay? Um, then I'll kind of talk to you about how I got to Central States. Um, 
So um, I, I was working at Walmart at the time. Um, I went to my first um, LeaderCast conference mm-hmm. and immediately got introduced to Work Matters. I had no idea there was even a ministry out there that, that did something like that. I thought you had faith, and then you had work. There was really nothing in between. You kind of had to keep that private. But okay? wait, but you were introduced as a 15-, 16-year-old. There shouldn't have been a connect- disconnection. Yeah, that was the, the the personal struggle I was going through, right? Okay. You know, I, I felt the desire, but I didn't necessarily know how to make that connection on my own, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was introduced. So, you know, I found out about Work Matters. Um, at the time, I then transitioned to another job just north of the Missouri border, and I had a 45-minute commute. Um, so I had to fill it with something. You know, um, satellite radio can only do so much, fulfill so much. Um, so uh, I, I got into podcasts, and sure enough, Work Matters had a podcast. I uh, listened to them, um, kind of got motivated one day to just reach out to Work Matters, whoever would answer to me and say, look, I, uh, I know you guys probably need time, talent, and profits. I've got some time minimal talent and virtually no profits, but if there's anything I could do to help, <laughs> let me know. Um, uh, you know, David Roth eventually got me in touch with uh, Catherine Gates back in 2013-ish, about there. Um, Catherine challenged me to start off with a uh, with leading a, um, a, a Bible study uh, sponsored by Work Matters. Um, I did that, co-led the, the, my first study in 2013. At your workplace? Uh, not at my workplace, d- down here in northwest Arkansas. Okay. Um, so I was the only one representing my company at the time, but we had a lot of other professionals, some uh, from the vendor market, but uh, all sorts of backgrounds. Um, you know, three studies into it, um, really got motivated. I then did some volunteering at some of the conferences and events um, as a volunteer just to help out wherever I could. Um, um, so, uh, so you know, eventually my, my relationship with Work Matters grew enough. Um, I felt the pull to try to get back to Northwest Arkansas um, to get more of a work-life balance to be able to, you know, get home if I needed to for any type of emergencies as the family was growing mm-hmm. with one to two to now three kids. Um, it's, and there's this manufacturing company known and called central States that, um, was a big sponsor of work matters. So, um, I got, um, I've, I got connected, uh, Catherine connected me with this guy by the name. I thought it was Jim Slicker at the, at, at the time it was actually Jim Slicker. But, uh, so Jim <laughs> immediately forwards my resume over to Tim, who's the VP of operations at the time. Uh, it, Tim and I connect almost immediately, um, you know, fast forward 18 months, you know, he became kind of a professional mentor of mine. You know, we would touch base about every other month. It seemed like I'd be in the plant about every six months, showing me some of the progress that they were making. Um, I didn't know at the time, but they were part of a new leadership um, that came into central states to really bring it to the next level. Um, eventually, opportunities opened up. And, um, you know, my final, my, my interview day for central states, official interview day, um, I, I work out in the morning time, and then I commute up to, to my job. Um, and I, I have this workout partner by the name of Jim. Uh, I don't know anything else other than, you know, he's, um, you know, he can kind of keep up with me a little bit I, I, um, at times. He has good days. I have good days, whatever else. Um, so I interview with Tim, interview with uh, my now boss, Jared, um, have a great interview. And then he's like, hey, the CEO's in town. I'd like to get you introduced to it. And sure enough, I walk into the CEO's office and my workout partner, Jim, <laughs> is behind the, the desk. And finally, it's the Jim, Jim Slyker. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad that I was polite in the morning time working out with this guy and I didn't, wasn't a jerk or anything. So, uh, so it was wow. good. Really, yeah, it's just how funny. God has a very big sense of humor with that kind of stuff. I would say more God was setting you up for greatness because the minute you walked through that door, they didn't need to interview you. He already knew you. Yeah. He knew the real you. Yeah. He didn't necessarily know how you'd answer all the questions, but he already knew you. Yeah. Because you've been living your life out in the, in the gym. Yeah. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy how it all came together. So, you know, I've been. So how many years ago is that? Uh, two and a half years ago. So my th- three year anniversary um, will be in March. 
nice of next year but uh yeah it's it's been a wild ride ever since for sure how easy is it for you to live out your faith and your work at central states manufacturing Probably easier than most. Um, Central States Manufacturing is actually a faith-based organization. Um, you know, one thing that we do that's uh, kind of part of our culture is uh, we pray before every single meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, we ask for prayer requests, um, completely voluntary participation, ask for prayer requests, and you know, usually someone steps up and either has a request or you know, takes the floor and takes the prayer. And it, it's, a, it's a really cool part of our organization. So, um, you know, with that kind of culture, you're, you're not necessarily encouraged, but you're supported to talk openly about your faith. And, um, you know, some of those conversations, they get very deep very quick, but they're also usually very appropriate at the time. Um, and, you know, we're, we're a work hard, play hard organization. We work very hard for our, our uh, customers to try to make them raving fans. And, um, you know, we're a successful company because of that. Really quick before you get to the break. You know, we're talking about Work Matters and the conference, which is coming up tomorrow. But, again, when people hear this, it'll already be passed, but there's always next year. Their conferences are extremely unusual. How hard is it for you to justify taking a day out of your busy schedule to go to a conference like the Work Matters conference? Man, yeah. So as an organization as a whole for Central States, um, we always make sure we try to get some type of return on our investment. And we see conferences like that as an investment into our leadership team whether it's uh, myself and my peers and my boss attending a conference, which we are uh, tomorrow, actually, mm-hmm. or members of my team, my supervisor team or management team within the organization, they attend and try to get a couple nuggets. So we always work on, we have a saying, intentions without actions will get you squat. And conferences, <laughs> any conference is going to get you intentions, uh, but we're going to have to apply those with actions and so we always encourage actions to get us going there so that action that application is the return we've got mark scabarosi in here he's a past attendee at a work matters conference he's from central states manufacturing in charge of manufacturing right here at their lowell plant in lowell arkansas mark you've gone to past work matters conferences how many have you gotten to go to I've probably gone through a handful of them. I'd say three leader cast, and this is going to be my third conference. Now, some of them are attending and some of them are volunteering. But um, but you've gotten to hear this stuff. All right, absolutely. you got to go last year, right? Uh, yes, sir. All right, so talk about the, He sits a sir thing. Like, I don't even be in trouble. So Am I that old? What is, do I look that old? No, we're in the South. Oh, that, okay. Just embrace we're tr- it. I'm embracing, <laughs> I'm embracing, fellowshipping with Mark right here on the air. Mark, talk to me about what was your favorite part of last year's conference let me just say who's your favorite speaker and what was the favorite topic um so going into it i always try to keep an open mind Um, i don't try to get a bias on any of the speakers um melissa alexander definitely stood out um and she said this quote that really stuck with me and, and really drove a lot of continuous improvement with my team um she mentioned that god does not call the equipped God equips the called. Mm-hmm. And he may not necessarily do that with or do that directly with the individual, but he may do that through other people, meaning leadership in my example, where, with my team. So our, our leadership team, I'd say about 75% of my team uh, that reports to me has been internal promotions. Okay. Uh, so those are individuals that are really reaching out to another step in their career. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're not ready day one, right? So it's our responsibility as a leadership team to equip them after they're called to that area of work, right? Um, you know, being a leader in, in central states, we're a service organization, all right? And we serve our customers, and we also serve each other, right? So, and so servant leaders, they're serving the servers, if you think about it that way, right? So you yeah. really have to be a, a, a really top, top-tier top leader to, to make it successful at central states. Um, so that, that's been a, that was a great nugget. Um, so now we have this process where all of our – 
supervisors that report to me, they have this lead in training that they're grooming to backfill them. So if a okay. supervisor's on vacation, this lead steps in as the interim supervisor. The perpetuation plan. Correct. All right. Then our leads who report to the supervisors, they have a secondary lead or production tech that they're grooming to take their spot someday. And so the, so as a lead goes on vacation, we don't have lead coverage in. This guy just steps in and fulfills that role. All right. Mm-hmm. So I like that. And I liked what you said, Alexander, you said, uh, what was your first name? Uh, Melissa? Melissa. We had interviewed another one that started with an M, and I was getting this mm-hmm. mess in my head. So Melissa Alexander, that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. How many people do you have on your team? Um, I have currently 157 people within my umbrella. And how many are directly reporting to you? Um, I have a team of eight supervisors right now, fantastic supervisors that report directly to me. Eight supervisors. Mm-hmm. All right. So you got eight supervisors. So if we were to go poll those eight supervisors and mm-hmm. say, okay, okay, okay. Mark went to this conference last year called Work Matters. Uh-huh. He came back from the conference and, and he learned all about this God equips the called thing. How did that impact Mark's performance as he led you as a team there at Central States Manufacturer? What are they going to tell me? Man, they're probably going to speak a lot more positively about it now that we have it kind of in place, right? Um, it's all about that succession planning. Um, you know, some people don't feel comfortable or secure training their replacement because they feel like they're on the in the process of getting replaced and they're more replaced. So you didn't have that in place before last year's conference? Uh, it, it was a, It's an evolution, right? It right. was, I would say, partially in place, not because we were intentional about it. We were definitely Got more it. intentional over the past 12 months. Wow, that's fantastic. I bet. Now, has, has that been implemented company-wide? I mean, all your, you said 11 locations around the country? Uh, nine locations nine? nationwide. Um, you know, we have a tendency to focus on just low. I mean, being 42% of the business, we have to right. be excellent for the company to be successful. Um, we're open to share best practices, absolutely so. Um, we try to be the mothership, and we try to drive excellence. So I, I, I'm not going to say that we're one step ahead of all the other plants, but um, I, I think we've certainly encouraged that kind of behavior to show the benefits of it. No, I love that. So tell our listeners, so they've never maybe attended a Work Matters Conference or used any of their resources, mm-hmm. what would you say to our listeners if they were contemplating, they, they were intrigued at all about coming to a conference, what would you say to them to encourage them to take that step and actually come to Arkansas for a conference? Uh, step one is to go. Um, <laughs> you, you're never going to regret any period in your life, especially if it's just a few hours out of your day, right? But I don't think anyone's ever regretted that that three day trip that they took somewhere to do something, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that didn't that didn't turn their life towards anything negative. Okay, um, first step is to go. The second step is to make sure you have an open mind and make sure that you're ready to apply whatever you learn. It's going to be littered with content. It's going to be littered with a, a whole bunch of really good things to take away. Uh, but you, if you don't do anything beyond the conference, then the conference was just something that you would t- attend to feel good about yourself, right? Um, and, and that's not Work Matters Ministry. Work Matters Ministry is to equip you with all of the information and all of the guidance that you need to be successful in your faith at work journey. And that's exactly what you should get out of these conferences. And if it's not a conference, the studies, you can do a study next mm-hmm. week, right? You can call up and contact Work Matters, and you can start a study next week as long as you've got two to three people, mm-hmm. okay? Um, you know, they usually encourage about eight to ten participating, but um, you could do it with however uh, however big of a group you wish. Um, you know, and it's another thing is, is that Work Matters, everything that they have with the Work Matters Institute, which I've gone through, um, the conferences and the Bible studies, 
it helps you get that macro perspective on your career, that 30,000 foot view to understand your purpose as God intended it. Okay. And then with all of the other nuggets, right? Uh, even in the Bible studies, I have someone, I've gotten some of the best career advice from individuals that are completely unrelated in my industry mm-hmm. and haven't even walked a day in my shoes. Uh, but those micro tactical steps that you can take along the way in step with God's intentions to make those right decisions, to get one step closer to that intention of where God ultimately wants you to be at work matters is the means of giving you all that stuff. And again, you can get it in any aspect of what they have available. And even the podcast, they're still out there. I listened to one on the way here. Hmm. I love that. Okay. So talk to me about if, if we were to go to the leaders, you said his name was Jim, the CEO. Uh-huh. Okay. If we were to go and say, Jim, okay, how is Mark Scabarosi's faith making central states manufacturing a better place? Oh, man. You know, I don't know what he would say, to be honest with you. And, and the reason why I say that is because every every time that I'm in a in a room with Jim or with Tim, Jim has been in my position at some point in time in his career, and he's mm-hmm. obviously very successful, and he's, he's a CEO. So he is 10 times to 20 times better than I will ever – I feel like I'll ever be <laughs> in anything. So I, it's hard to understand what he would say. Um, I would hope – he would um, at least express some type of appreciation and driving excellence within our organization. And you really can't have true, genuine excellence within Central States unless you apply those faith-based principles, in my opinion. We've definitely had a lot more success at Central States in the Lowell plant with those faith-based decisions instead of just a emotion-based decision. Mm-hmm. Give us an example. I mean, how are you making decisions that make them faith-based? Wow. Um, I would just say being more genuine in the decisions that we make and being more genuine in the in the way that we carry ourselves, okay? Um, it's not about me, right? It's about filling um, God's work for yourself. Um, it's about God. It's about glorifying God. And whenever you take that perspective and you make decisions with that in mind, your intentions become pure, you're pro-team, you're pro-company, and it's usually that the foundation of that decision is usually for the better good of the company. And it may not be for a personal gain. Right. And we preach employee ownership at central States. 100% of the, of the employees are an owner in the company. And one individual success is not part of our organizational culture. Right. So our third value is accountability and we have a commitment to teamwork is mm-hmm. what we preach about. Okay. One team, one dream. We have one dream in mind and we have one team that's going to get it done. It's not Mark Scabrosi's plant. It's Central State's plant. It's not Mark Scabrosi's panel line, Perlin line, whatever product line it is. It's Central State's Perlin line. And we make those kinds of decisions and have that kind of culture. It's not just one person, and it's not just one person making that, that kind of decision. It's a culture that we're building within the organization. So most of us have jobs that have challenges mm-hmm. that come along the way. How have you been equipped to um, handle challenges with you, in respects to your faith? Man, um, one thing I'll say about that, uh, you know, the biggest challenge that I've faced at Central States in particular is building my current uh, supervisor team. Mm. Um, you know, we're, um, we're a very strong team now, but we weren't there that, on day one. So having that faith and understanding that God is going to give me everything I need, maybe not too early, but definitely in time to make our team successful, um, it, it's really helped us out. And having that faith and maintaining that faith is all within his control. It, it, it takes the burden off of me. Excellent. Loving your people. I imagine those eight guys, or eight supervisors, are really happy to have you as a boss. Mark Scabarosi, thanks for joining us here from Central States Manufacturing.
Thank you very much. Appreciate it, guys. Really want you guys to check out Work Matters for the next upcoming conference, as well as the resources that are out there to help you dig deeper into connecting your faith and your work. Work Matters. Org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.